I'm Kelly, and I'm everything design with a flair for finance. Hi, I'm Danielle, and I'm everything finance with a flair for design. Welcome to Nourish Your Worth, a podcast on a mission to promote financial literacy and self-care. We seek to help free people from financial fear and empower them to live their lives with more confidence and purpose. Welcome. This is a safe space to grow. Let's get to nourishing your worth. It's Valentine's Day, Kelly. <laughs> That'd be appropriate to celebrate our female friendships and a little bit of financial wellness and talk about ways how our friendships and how we can support each other in their financial journeys. I love it. You know, as a single woman, I'm speaking from my own experience here. Sometimes it can feel like you're kind of alone in the wilderness out there, which I think is one of the things that we have aspired to do in our private practice is to be that financial partner for people who are independent and kind of like, am I okay? Am I doing this right? Uh, And also provide tools for people so that they can rely on themselves. So I love the idea of celebrating that independence and also celebrating the, you know, the bigger families we make with our gals, our friends, our non-blood families, nothing against our blood families just celebrating those other families that we grow for ourselves as well. Exactly. We're going to take back Valentine's Day and officially make it Galentine's Day to support and encourage and lift each other up. Hooray. I'm excited to take back Valentine's because I put myself through college waitressing. And and I don't know if you know this, but Valentine's Day is one of the worst days to go dine out. So let's... (laughs) Take it, take it away from romance. Take it away from the idea that, you know, there needs to be some kind of big outing or whatever going on. And let's instead take it as a day to nourish our worth and nourish our friendships. Exactly. I remember one of our former colleagues, Michelle, and I went out to Galentine's Day dinner and they had moved it to a preset dinner. We went to mm-hmm. one of our favorite restaurants. It was preset and it was three times the price mm. and the food wasn't even as good. And so we were a little annoyed. We just finished our first workshop. And I think that it is a great opportunity to be able to talk about the importance of financial self-care while Galentine's Day is a way of taking care of ourselves and our friendships. The importance of financial self-care is equally a important by leaning on our tribes and having those financial accountability partners. I absolutely agree. And we ask our podcast guests all the time, but you know, what is, what is financial self-care and what do you do, Danielle, for financial self-care? It all starts with a plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think memorializing just similar to goals. When we write down goals, studies and science will tell us that they are often more achieved if we create our vision plan. And so doing the same with our finances, if we take the eye off our ball, uh, we tend to open up our American Express and close it real fast because all of a sudden we've realized that we have overspent and got distracted by shiny things. What I've been doing for the last, I was going to say 30 years, which is actually very accurate, a little bit more. I've been creating my own financial statements, and I actually learned how to do this from my oldest sister, Camille, in the very early days when I was a single mother, 
And I didn't even really know what a budget was. And she pulled out, I think it was Lotus Notes at the time. And she was a bookkeeper for a firm in San Diego. And she taught me how to create my first budget. Then fast forward, I'm making company financials. And then I started creating them for myself. So not only from a budget, but actually tracking it through a cash flow and projecting what my future net worth was going to be, kind of like protecting my future selfie. I did that for my job. So I applied it to my personal life. And it truly does alleviate some of those stressors because I already know where I am going. I love that. And as you know, my mom is a bookkeeper and has an accounting background. And so much to my chagrin in college, she would provide me with breakdowns of my budget and not that long-term projection, but at least throughout the year. If this is where you're headed, if your spending goes the way that it's going, oh, um, no. which yes, that's how it felt then. But it did give me some great skills now for feeling in control of my finances, which is one of those things that can really send you spinning, especially if you are an independent person where you're like, wait, am I going to end up homeless? I mean, that's the extreme end of the stick, but it can get very overwhelming. And the way to control that is to sit down and actually map it out and look at what exactly is going on here. Where do I have some choices that maybe I'm not paying attention to? And am I doing something that inadvertently is shooting myself in the foot here? I love the idea of Valentine's Day because growing up, I just think of Valentine's as Pepe Le Pew, the skunk trying to attract his little kitten love. And so we always thought that Valentine's Day was only celebrated if you had a romantic partner. Mm -hmm. And I love this idea because we get to celebrate our friendships who are truly there for us in our lows, in our highs. We don't often break up with our gals. And it's nice to be able to try and reinforce having a financial accountability partner and being vulnerable and opening up with our gal pals. Because the reality is if we often get off on spending, they're right there with us at the mall or at that fine restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we have that (laughs) buy-in, maybe this is the answer. You know, I had a dream about this last night where a friend of mine recently said she was going to come stay with me for a couple of days. And I had a somewhat of a nightmare last night where we were just on an on-ending shopping spree. And I was just in my head, I was like, I can't be spending all of this money, but I didn't want to tell my friend, hey, I'm actually on a budget and we need to dial it in a little. Did you throw that dream into, what is it, dreamanalyzer.ai? Not yet, but I want to. And that's actually a really good one for me to throw in there. So I'm going to get to it after this. I think that idea of taking care of yourself financially by paying attention to those social triggers as well is another important topic where it comes to Valentine's Day. Sometimes there's this pressure that you need to give someone a gift or even get Valentine's for all your friends or whatever the thing is. And what we say is be honest, be free, break up with your ego. You don't have to be a certain way. Expressing your love to somebody and showing them that you care doesn't have to come with this hefty price tag. And I think that's an important and difficult. I'm saying this as an over gifter where I will buy someone a gift. (laughs) And before I have a chance to give it to them, I think this doesn't seem like enough. I'm going to give them another gift. And before long, I have this kind of embarrassingly large gift for them. This is when I'm not on as much of a budget. I think you understand. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally understand it. And quickly for the notes, it's called dreaminterpreter.ai, which is fascinating. I did dump one of my dreams in there. 
Kelly, you and your girlfriends, I love this. You got together. Speaking of low-cost ways and mm. being able to nourish each other, you and your gal pals got together and you did a clothing exchange, which I'm jealous. You know, it was amazing. And sometimes I spoke to you about this earlier, but occasionally I get anxious before I go where I'm like, the clothes I bring aren't going to be cute enough or, you know, I'm not going to fit into anybody's stuff. But what's really exciting about it is that aside from facing those insecurities and getting over them and realizing we're all feeling the same way and, you know, we all have stuff that somebody's going to find exciting or, you know, we can at least get it out of our house. I mean, who cares if it's not the cutest thing? It's gone. But, you know, what's what was really exciting for me is I as I keep hammering home here, I try to be on a budget. And one of the ways I do that is I'm not really shopping for new clothes right now. And a bit of that is also, you know, the idea of sustainability. We have this fast fashion culture that, you know, there's this newer trend of buying things that last and not replacing it and just, you know, investing in these pieces. So this is a little way of like getting a taste of shopping while still not producing this waste or not spending any money. So I came home with a few dresses. People took some of my stuff, which I didn't even think that I would want to brag to them that it was mine. But a couple of times I would (laughs) hustle up and be like, that used to be mine, you know, and and felt kind of proud about it. So it was this nice, like social sharing thing without having to spend all that money. Well, I love it because when you told me about it, which I thought was fantastic. And then the next time we jumped on the Zoom session, you were all bubbly and your shoulders were rolled back. And I noticed a new top and I was like, wow, did you get a new top? You look great. You're like, no, I just got this from one of my friends. And the joy completely exuded from your body. Um, There'll be periods of time in our life where we think it's great to go to some of the secondhand stores to try and find clothes, but how -hmm. beautiful to be able to get it because you know that if it's going to come from one of your girlfriends, it has love and you know who their personality Mm -hmm. is and you don't have to sage the death out of it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There is a feeling of like somebody gave this to me and it's a bit of care from them to me. Even one of my friends, I said, I'm taking all your clothes. And she said, no, I'm giving them to you. <laughs> uh, but another fun part was that a lot of us had feelings about our clothes where some of us brought stuff that we just finally accepted. I'm never going to fit in this again or this never fit me right to begin with. And I really love it, though. I don't I don't like to be letting go of it, but I'm. I want you to have it. And someone else said, that's why this whole thing is so beautiful because it's still in the family. So if you do ever get to a place, you can, you can come borrow it from me. I've got it, girl. I've got your, your clothes here. You know, I had two sisters growing up and there was a time when we all could fit in each other's clothes. And my middle sister, Coley, she had the best stuff. And, Mm. uh, but then I would always stretch out her sweatshirts and it's like, no, this isn't your sweatshirt, Coley. (laughs) So I snuck. She didn't willingly give me a lot of her clothes, but I remember, and I kind of missed that being able to have a household of females where we could borrow each other's stuff. Absolutely. I never had a sister. So I, I'm jealous of that. And that was something I always, uh, I always wanted, I loved my cousins would come every summer. There were three girls. So in the summertime, it was like, okay, now's my chance to, (laughs) we called each other summer sisters. Now's my chance to act like sisters. Well, I'm not exchanging clothes, but I recently moved to a new home here in Santa Barbara and I love to cook. So yeah, I told everybody I go to the farmer's market every Saturday 
And I am definitely vegan-ish, flexitarian, if you will. I love to cook and it's just me and my neighbor. She's an amazing cook as well. So it just brings me joy to be able to cook for one another. And there will be days when I'm working late. We just held a workshop and I'll get a text. Hey, we made extra food for you. And so there's ways. And not only I don't want to waste the food, but just giving of yourself and of your natural talents is so rewarding, you know, for me anyways. Absolutely. Haven't killed her yet. (laughs) No, Danielle's an amazing cook. I wouldn't worry about eating her food at all. In fact, I would celebrate it every time. I always tell her she needs to start jarring her sauces. But I couldn't agree more. And as a creative person, I certainly have relied on that maker ability to give love. But I think there's something really special with food. When you make food for somebody, it's such a caring gesture. And it feels so good. You're literally nourishing them. And that's actually back in the day when dinosaurs roamed the earth and I was in relationships. (laughs) I always, I adopted a thing where it was like, for Valentine's Day, I'm going to cook for you. That's what I'm going to do. And if you have a request, I will cook you that request. But like, forget those crazy restaurants. Forget insane gifts for this silly Hallmark holiday. I'm going to do something really caring for you. And I cook, I tend to, cook for people in general when they're in my life. I enjoy it. But for Valentine's Day, it was like, I'm going to go the extra mile, which did lead to me one time cooking <laughs> up until midnight. These grandmothers, rouladen, which is like a rolled meat vegetable. <laughs> On Valentine's Day till midnight? Or did you do it the yeah. day before? No, I did not plan well enough for how long the rouladen <laughs> like was going to take me. Breakfast? Mm-hmm. Roulade for breakfast? His mom had warned me it would take a long time. And I mean, I I. It was a long time. It was a really long time. And part of it was at the end was just like waiting for it to be done. But I think a lot of people, I want to say everyone who's ever had a passion for cooking has experienced a recipe that takes significantly more time than you expected. (laughs) Yes. And to know a little more insight into me, I hate to do something that I have to do. Mm -hmm. If somebody tells me to do something, right? So it's Valentine's Day. I must celebrate with my partner or I lavish notes or things for all of those people around me that I love. And I hate to do that. And so I think the trick is you can't gamify Valentine's, but it parallels to managing your finances. It's like, oh, I don't want to make a budget. Hmm. I have to do these things. But if we can gamify them, if they will, or make them fun or really understand that you know, the whole spirit around Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day is to be able to nourish our worth, to be able to live, not survive. And that's really what managing our finances is all about, is moving on from from survival to living. I love that. That is so true. And I think I've seen this echoed in some of our podcast guests where they talk about when you're in survival, you're in that survival mode called the four F's, I believe, where your body is literally having a reaction to help you survive the moment because your brain is getting these signals that you're in danger. And so it's fight, flight, fawn, and freeze are the four F's. And some people say them differently. But one of the things that can happen is your body prepares you to run away from the danger. And so you get pumped full of this endorphins or what have you, and you get that shaky feeling and you can't 
concentrate and you feel nervous and jumpy and you may have other emotional reactions around it because you are literally experiencing your body trying to help you survive. So when that is going on, nothing else can really happen. And so that's the important thing for me. And I think that's where people tend to adopt something where they either completely avoid finances or they are in denial about it and they're overspending where there's some kind of detachment that happens. And so what we want to do is reattach and help you stop that survival feeling and actually just be able to live, just enjoy and chill. So do the work and then you'll reap the rewards. So let's talk about some ways that couples or individuals, gal pals can make the most of Valentine's Day without breaking the bank or not even Valentine's Day, just special events, which let's all adopt the burning man mentality where you basically go there and everything is free and you offer up your services, what your true genius is, if you will. Like I would be cooking amazing gluten-free vegan dishes from scratch for everyone. What would you be doing, Kel? Uh, Well, I'm going to go awry here. I was about to say my toxic trait is that I'm never satisfied with my special talent. So I'm (laughs) always trying to (laughs) develop a new one. And my latest interest is I want to start crocheting and I want to make people blankets in my spare time. That's what I would be doing. I want a blanket. I will make you a blanket. (laughs) Because especially in that desert, they're going to need some blankets. Some simple tips, and I think we'll even take these from one of our past guests on the podcast, which is making a date and talking about your finances, right? That Mm -hmm. can be your special trip out. And if you make it fun, because ultimately you're going to reap the rewards, making a budget isn't a punishment. It's truly nourishing your future selfie and alleviating all the stress because you're in agreement with how you're going to save, spend, and earn your money. It's so true. And it's something that I heard about a lot when I was younger and still hear about now where it's like, that's one of the common problems in relationships is finance. And I always thought, well, just don't let it be a problem and it won't be a problem. But obviously (laughs) life happens and then you end up in this position where it's not super fun to initiate a financial conversation if you've never had one before. And so making the space to have them and making it a habit and kind of taking away the alarm of like, we need to have a financial conversation right now, I think goes a long way in in the health of the relationship. I think it also makes everybody feel better because there's not this unexpected or unknown variable hanging over your head. I agree. And I think I'm going to use our mantra here, be honest be free where, especially if you're at the early parts of the relationship is you be the person who throws your cards out on the table first, be honest, be free, because we're only playing ourselves if we're keeping a bad financial habit or something that we are ashamed of kind of, uh, under the bed covers, so to speak. So be honest, be free and have open and honest conversations about money with your love partner, your accountability partner, or even yourself through memorializing it and creating Mm -hmm. financial statements. That's exactly right. I was thinking the same thing. Have these conversations with yourself. Look in the mirror. There's something that I've been saying a lot lately, and that's 
if you're not aware of something, why would you ever do anything to change it? So you have to take a look at what's going on and see it and, you know, allow whatever feelings to come up, but then soothe those feelings and tell yourself it's okay. You've got this. You're working on it. You're doing the good job. And, you know, get rid of that fear that is threatening you somewhere deep in your subconscious where you're trying to pretend it's not in there. Get it out. Just dig it out. I immediately started singing Michael Jackson's song. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Uh, uh. Sorry, I don't mean to sing for everybody, but hey, fun note. With this Galentine of mine, we actually got to go attend Michael Jackson's funeral, which was one of the most memorable and one of my favorite moments that we had together. That's right. We did do that. And I agree. Same sentiment. I just remember at some point, both of us in our fedoras, (laughs) tears streaming down our faces and just like, I don't know if we expected we would even be that emotional or if we were just like, wow, this is an incredible opportunity and it's going to be, we love Michael Jackson's work. I think there were other people in the office who were not as interested. We were like, what are they thinking? This is amazing. We're so excited. I think we had to sing a song together to get the Uh, ticket at the Staples Center. And we had to do the moonwalk, which I mean, I, I pulled it out. I think I got out of my car and I did the moonwalk a little bit and I don't know what song we sang, but That's why you're my partner. (laughs) And that didn't cost us any money, right? No, it didn't. It didn't. I mean, that was a really incredible, indescribable experience. It felt really special, even though obviously there were lots of people there. It really felt intimate and, and special. Oh, it was very, very special. So that's just another example of We have been out to many expensive dinners together. We have Mm -hmm. traveled together, but often what comes up and think looking back on our relationship over the decades, it's those beautiful moments where I'm grateful that I got to have it with you. Me too, Danielle. I'm so grateful for you and you're such an amazing business partner, but also friend and person. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have experienced so much of life with you. Yay. Well, thank you for letting me sing. I promise I will work that out. Maybe I should put a filter over my mic. So next time I want to <laughs> sing for everybody, I will save your ears. But hey, I'm over here doing the, the amazing moonwalk. And Kelly, I hope you have an amazing Valentine's Day with Miss Kitty. And I hope that you don't stay up till two o'clock in the morning making room a lot or whatever that was. No, we've learned a lesson. We don't do (laughs) untested recipes like that on the fly on the day of an event. Although (laughs) the event with just me and Miss Kitty, the event changes scope a little bit. But yes, I appreciate that, Danielle. And I hope that you have an amazing Valentine's Day as well. I hope you make some amazing sauces and you can jar those up and gift those out as well. I mean, you do make some amazing sauces. I actually, I did put on my goal list that I want to write a gluten-free vegan cookbook because there's hardly any out there. Mm-hmm. And I think I could do it, but I just need to clone myself through AI. But that's something that I truly do love to do. I love it. I would be more than happy to edit that into a a blur book format for you. All right, everybody heard it here first. All right. So maybe Get ready. that will be our next co-learning book, Coloring Yourself Gluten-Free Vegan Well. Yeah. Color yourself with all natural plant dyes as you cook your way through this vegan 
cookbook. And scene. Kidding. I hope everyone has a special day celebrating a little self-love and nourishing everyone's worth that surrounds you. I love that. I am going to steal from Danielle. I hope you guys all do that. (laughs) All right. Until next time. Continue to nourish your worth. Bye. Bye. The creators of Nourish Your Worth are the authors of Financial Wellness and are owners and officers of 20 Concierge Wealth Management, an investment advisor licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Anything contained in this podcast should not be relied upon as investment or tax advice. You should be one of those who get their money right.